with our Fort Bend County Health and Human Services Just for the Health of It podcast, where we cover several topics to help the public make informed decisions. It is also our way of introducing some of the free services that we offer here at Fort Bend County Health and Human Services. Now, August is Immunization Awareness Month, and we want to focus this segment on the importance of immunizations. Reducing COVID-19 cases in the U.S. has been a testament to just how critical immunizations are in a community. The question has always been before the pandemic, though, why vaccinate? It's important that you remain up to date on your vaccinations, especially children. And with back to school just around the corner, it's important that children receive the required vaccinations to reduce the chance of disease outbreak. According to the CDC, a one-time vaccination throughout childhood is essential because it helps provide immunity before children are exposed to potentially life-threatening diseases. Vaccines are tested to ensure that they are safe and effective for children to receive at the recommended ages. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to Barbara Martinez, who's the Clinical Health Division Manager with Fulbright County Health and Human Services. Barbara, thank you so much for making the time. I know you're a very busy woman for joining us today. And, and let's start. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Sally, for having me. Of course, of course. Let's start with the basics here. I have a newborn. I know he needs uh, protection against some diseases, but why vaccinate? Why is it important to vaccinate? Why does he? Uh, why do we have to have our children at that age vaccinated? Well, and I, I certainly understand. You know, I'm I'm a mom, and I remember having to take my little one to get his little legs poked and prodded, and I cried. Uh-huh. I'm they did it. Uh, but why is it important? Um, we have been so blessed to be able to almost eradicate and eradicate some very serious illnesses that had horrible effects uh, on children by providing the added immunity to these diseases um, that we figured out were preventable. Um, so, you know, I'm a little bit older. Uh, so I remember having friends who were perfectly healthy and then got struck by polio and were paralyzed. Wow. Um, So I'm still of that age where I remember that. I know a lot of people don't remember those things because as as we've been able to, thank God, battle these diseases, we don't see them as often. We we may not see them at all. We may see them in people that come from countries where the availability of vaccine isn't there or whatever. So why is it important? Yes, I know it breaks our heart every time our kids have to get vaccines. I will tell you that we used to have to chase my son around the pediatrician's office to get him to take his shots. But when babies start out, they start out with the mommy's immunity. That's all they have. So it's the, it's the, the immunity that you have, the things that you have seen, you pass on passively to the child. But the baby really doesn't hasn't seen any bugs uh, whether it be bacteria or viruses. And right. so if they see something that they haven't seen before, the body's response is an inflammatory response. So what does that mean? They're going to get a fever. They're going to get cranky. They're not going to feel well. And depending on what that virus attacks or that bacteria attacks, it can have horrible sequela like polio did with paralysis. Mm-hmm. And so that is why it's so important, as much as it makes every single one of us parents cry, mm-hmm. that children get their vaccine. We cannot necessarily rely on herd immunity because there are still some folks that may or may not get 
the protection from the herd. And so it's important that we get those kids, those vaccines. When you talk about the the horrifying few moments when you're in there, I have been there. It's tough. It's tough to watch, but I definitely know that it's important to be up to date uh, yeah. on these vaccinations. Yeah. And speaking of being up to date, right now we're in the midst of a pandemic. How critical is it for children to be up to date on their vaccinations before returning to school? Because school's just around the corner here. Right. And, and those, it, that population really is not COVID-19, some of it, not COVID-19 vaccine. So how do we, how critical is it We know that luckily uh, most children, children do okay if they've been exposed to COVID, but not all of them. But the body's already fighting an infection. If on top of that, you introduce a second infection, then think about the work that that little body has to do uh, to just fight the infections themselves. So that is why we don't want a, a poor child having COVID and then on top of that getting measles. It's, mm-hmm. it's too, it could potentially be too much for the body to fight at once. So it is so important that we try to get these diseases that are preventable, uh, get the kids vaccinated so that when they do go back to school, you know, I was a school nurse. So I know, um, you know, especially the little ones, all they'll do is touch their nose and then they touch everything else. And uh, we certainly wouldn't uh, want to potentially expose a child to a preventable disease um, in this COVID pandemic when if they've had COVID or they may be exposed to COVID, their immune system may not be as robust. So it is super important um, that we keep all of these kids up to date on their vaccines um, and if, if they're eligible for the COVID vaccine, that we get that COVID vaccine, that we get that flu vaccine. Uh, as you said earlier, these are all safe vaccines that have been studied, um, including the COVID vaccine has been studied. Um, and so why not prevent, you know, I'm of the belief, you know, uh, it's better safe than sorry, uh, you know, so prevent what we can um, to keep the kids healthy. Do you know what the immunization rate is for children right now in Fort Bend County? Can you comment to that? In Fort Bend County itself, uh, the the state gives us um, the state statistics, but not uh, not county specific statistics. Um, but I can tell you that usually school age kids are more much more up to date. Uh, you know, closer to 80, 70, 80 percent than some of our teenage kids with those other vaccines that they recommend, like the human papillomavirus vaccine, the HPV vaccine, uh, their tetanus, their Tdap uh, tetanus shot updates, uh, the meningococcal vaccines that are now we're finding are so important, especially for older teens that are getting ready to go into college. So we usually tend to see that the little ones will get their shots and um, I'm seeing more and more for, for us mommies so that we don't have to cry every time our kid has to get six shots, that the, mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical companies are actually uh, making multiple shots, uh, so putting multiple vaccines in one shot. Ah. So that's going to be, you know, that's just as those things move forward, maybe instead of them having to get three or four shots, maybe we'll be able to get them down to one or two instead of, you know, as I said, we <laughs> used to have to change my son around the room to get them for yes, yes, um, yes. 
So uptake is good, especially in the little ones. And because a lot of them are mandated for school or required for school, not mandated, but required for school, mm -hmm. uh, the, the school age kids, the elementary school age kids and the babies are usually up to date. It's those older kids um, that are falling at the lower rates. And I wish I could give you exact yeah. numbers, but yeah. I don't have them. Why do you think they're falling? Why do you think is just is it just um, lack of education? Is it just that we have a short term memory? You know, you talk about uh, you know seeing polio, but now that it's gone, you know, other generations don't get to see that, so they think that they don't. Do you think that we have a short term memory as a society, as a community, that we forget that vaccinations really? have helped us, you know, be, keep us safe for, for decades? I, I think that's that's part of it. Uh, with the older kids, I think, you know, it, it's harder to drag a teenager to the doctor's office. They're, they're kind of um, uh, exhibiting their independence. They're wanting to, you know, this is me, it's my body. And of course, um, education is always a big thing. Uh, we don't think... Um, as a parent, I think, and I mean, you know, as, when my kids were teenagers, the last thing I wanted to think about was that they may have been um, like with the HPV vaccine. We right. know we really transmitted. We're all thinking, no, no, not my kid. Well, the thing is, is you never know. And like the HPV is recommended for people up to 26 years of age. So it's not that you're thinking that your 11 year old is out doing something. It, it is mm -hmm. mostly to protect them down the line from having to deal with something like a cervical cancer in young girls, or, uh, you know, it, it, it's just to help further down the line or to, pre to prevent them from getting meningitis in college, uh, mm -hmm. where they may have, you know, you've seen the commercials with the kids with the hearing aid because they've lost their hearing or they've had to have um, their legs amputated and they now have prosthetics because of meningococcals or meningitis uh, infections. And and how do we encourage you know folks to go out there and, and and get the vaccines? How do we encourage people? How do we change the mindset that they're because a lot of people out there have m plenty of misconceptions about vaccines and vaccinations and what it does for their children. Um, how do you how do we increase um, you know how do we change that mindset? How do we get people to roll up their sleeves and 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 vac you know? get the vaccines that they need to get and, and, and get their children uh, the vaccinations they need to get? At this point, all we can do is educate, educate, educate. Um, there are going to be some folks that, that will be swayed, others that will absolutely uh, not. We know that, uh, you know, there are some studies in the past that linked vaccines to to things that, has, that have been debunked. So, what we do is when we have a parent that's hesitant, we always, regardless, even if they've said, no, I don't want it. Every visit, we will say, hey, listen, your child is due for this. You know, I'm a nurse practitioner as well. So we'll talk to the parent, you know, your child is due for this vaccine, this vaccine, and this vaccine. We know in the past, uh, you know, you still have some hesitancy. Here's some more information. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, all we can do is continue to educate that vaccines are safe, that vaccines are tested thoroughly. Um, uh, you know, is anything 100% guaranteed? Of course not. 
Um, you know, we take an antibiotic when we have an infection. That does not mean that we're not going to have an allergic reaction to that antibiotic. We might. Right, right. Um, so it's education, education, education. Uh, and really from our end, uh, all we can do is encourage people to go to factual uh, sources of information. Uh, Facebook may not be, you know, social media. And I'm not picking on Facebook, social media in general may not be the best place to get vaccine information. Absolutely. Yeah. Regardless of what vaccine it is. Uh, so go to the CDC. If people are leery of the CDC, maybe go to uh, the National Institutes of Health. Uh, go to, there's a lot of scientific uh, journals where you can actually, you know, be able to get the information and, and educate yourself as a parent uh, mm -hmm. on the vaccines and what they do. Go read up on, now we have, I wouldn't recommend Dr. Google, but there are scholarly <laughs> articles that you can look at where you can educate yourself about what happens if my child gets measles? What is the, the possible bad outcome? Yeah, that's all we can do is educate people risk benefit. This is the risk you run. Um, if you don't vaccinate your child, we just want to make sure you're aware. This mm -hmm. is the benefit that the vaccine could provide you. We just want you to be aware. At the end of the day, uh, as as a parent, you have to make the decision. I am always going to encourage the prevention. We'll always encourage the vaccines. Uh, you know, provide as much education as I can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Here in Fort Bend County, um, specifically with the Fort Bend County Health and Human Services, where can you get your children vaccinated and what is the cost involved? So uh, all three of our annexes or three of our clinical sites offer vaccines. So that is the North Katy Annex, uh, which is the, it's on the, what is it? Grand, it's off of the Grand Parkway, um, Missouri City and Rosenberg, all three offer childhood vaccinations free of charge. All we need them to do is bring uh, the parent, bring an ID uh, for the parent, uh, sign a consent saying, please give my children this vaccine. We give the vaccine and it's free of charge. So it's not <laughs> it's not a difficult thing. Uh, we're always willing to, to help and, and serve our community. And that's what what's amazing about um, just kind of these services, right? They you don't don't ever have to walk into these clinics worried that you might not be able to afford vaccinations for your child. Exactly, we will always work with you. Um, if if uh, insurance is not necessary, uh, we can qualify for uh, federal programs that we have. We are, we don't keep. I mean, we have to keep medical records, but we don't ask. Uh, about things like immigration status and that stuff. None of that should matter. It is free of charge. Just bring your children, get your vaccine, uh, mm -hmm. call us. We'll make you an appointment. Come on in. Awesome. Um, and you already talked about, touched about what you need to bring to those clinics. Where do parents can go to get the immunization schedule from? Um, and what is the immunization schedule? Just briefly for those parents that are not maybe too familiar with it. <laughs> it's just like, these are the age groups, and this is where 
the this is what I'm thinking, right? Because I don't even I I'm I'm new to this uh, children get your vaccine game uh, because I just <laughs> have a four months. Uh, so I'm I'm really need to get familiar. Tell me, Barbara, what what do I need to know about? Is it every couple of weeks, every couple of months? About um, oh, for the vac the vaccines. So yes. for the little ones, usually they've got vaccines two, four, six, twelve, eight, fifteen, eighteen months. I mean, you know, so those little ones have them really regularly. Right, After right, I know. <laughs> After eighteen months, then it's right before they start school, so at four. And then after that, it's usually between nine and 11 when we start to recommend those vaccines like the HPVs and those things. And then as older teenagers, they need those meningococcals before they go off to college. So the bulk of the vaccines are given to our little ones between, you know, birth and, and 18 months, which is why most of us mommies cry for the, you know, that length of time. Um, but once that happens, then it's, it's the, before they go to school, before they start you know, when they're four and then less and less as they get older. And that may be why we also kind of have that drop off on our teenagers. Because if you think about it, we know that as those babies, we have to take them at two months, four months, six months, you know, 12 months, 18 months, 15 months, 18 months. Then we know that they need them before they go to school. This is something that every parent just kind of gets kind of trained on knowing, right? If you take your kid to the doctor, they're going to tell you, bring them back in two months for their shots, bring them back in another. As a teenager, you know, they go from four to nine. Um, you go from four years to nine years and you're like, okay, well, you know, no, nobody's saying really anything about immunizations. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, you may bring your nine-year-old. And a lot of us also, you know, if the kids are healthy, you're like, okay, we, I don't need to, the kid's fine. I don't need to go see a doctor, which of course they still need their yearly physical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there are other things that the doctors are looking for. Absolutely. So how important is it though? We talked about kids getting vaccinated. How important is it to stress that parents vaccinate their children and that everyone else in the same household is also up to date? So just because... Uh, you take your kids to get vaccinated. That does not mean that I know that before um, I was due, I made sure that my mother got all her vaccinations um, to be around the little guy, uh, yeah. all the all the grandparents, uh, my brother that was coming to visit. Um, so because to me, you know, their immunity is, is still developing. So to me, it was important that everybody was around. But even with those kids that are going back to school, right? How is how important is it for that entire household to be up to date on their vaccination? It is very important because you still, just like you said, you've got your little one. There are still diseases out there. Again, diseases that we thought maybe was were not as um, as prevalent <laughs> as, as they are. Things like pertussis. You know, right. an adult can get pertussis and they've got a cough and they'll be fine. But for an infant or a small child, pertussis can have some serious complications. The same thing with the flu. Just like you said, I can get the flu. I've seen the flu before. I may feel lousy for a few weeks, but a baby or a young child may not have ever seen the flu. Mm -hmm. So now here's, as I said earlier, here's their immune system going, wait a minute, I've never seen this. They have this reaction. It's a normal reaction. They'll get fever. They'll feel, you know, lousy. They're crying. They're cranky. They can share if they're school-age children. So it is important that we as adults get our vaccines to protect those little ones and not just our little ones in the household, but little ones 
that our little ones may be interacting with because we don't know we've given something to them. Then they're taking it to their friends. And it makes me, it reminds me of that commercial, the shampoo commercial. I'm going to date myself uh, many, many years ago where there was like, and so on and so on and so on <laughs> where I may start it, but it just kind of moves down the line because right. we don't know how far down those ripples are going to go. Absolutely. Barbara, I can sit here and talk to you all day, but I know you got to get back to work <laughs> and I got to get back to work. Uh, but thank you so much for speaking to us on this important topic. Uh, we certainly can't stress enough how important it is to uh, get your vaccine and for Immunization Awareness Month. We definitely want to get that message out and and do that. Um, one just one of those ways to, uh, you know, reach or send a message to uh, folks that listen to our podcast yeah, and hopefully they can share it. Uh, with their folks. And uh, again, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in. We will have a link to all three clinics um, on our uh, Facebook page and and on our podcast. Uh, give them a call. And remember, you have to set up an appointment before you take your child to vaccinate. So make sure to give them a call first. Please make sure also to stay connected by following us on social media through our Facebook page, which is Fort Bend County Health and Human Services, and our Twitter account, which is at Fort Bend Health. Thank you, and until next time.